Uh, it feels amazing. I'm not, and, and you know, the one thing I want to say, it's amazing with the caveat of terrifying, um, <laughs> right? Um, you're in control of everything at this point. So it's sort of nice to have that control and also at points sort of scary, um, you know, everything relies on you. So, but I will say, Ada, if you had to measure them against each other, it is much more amazing than it is terrifying. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. I'm right there with you. But it was an amazing day. I, I, I will remember it. I remember being really excited. I remember being uh, fearful as well. Like, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I sort of just quelled those concerns. If it fails, okay. Well, what I do is help. I help people get jobs. I will get another job. Right. That's just simply what it is. So, if, if anything, you're going to use your own superpower to help yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I was like, at, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not necessarily losing anything. This is a great opportunity for me to sort of figure out and 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 sort of make mistakes and do have my first go at you know real entrepreneurship so. mm -hmm. oh my gosh you know what's funny when you said you when you let everybody know and some people who didn't know were like oh and all of a sudden you gained a few clients out of it isn't that interesting yeah. <laughs> like it's i think it's very interesting how when you like make this conscious decision to say this is what i'm gonna do like despite mm -hmm. what either other people may see or think or be afraid to do, mm -hmm. like how other people's reality starts to show up and they're like, well, wait a second. I need that, I need, I need something. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> what does it feel like to walk away from corporate America to be your own boss? I mean, what does it look like to build your own business after walking away? Well, Tristan Layfield, who you may remember from season one, is back. And this time, he's fully his own boss, having broke free from the nine to five. I want you to listen in on this conversation as we talk about leaving corporate America, the good, the challenging, and the exciting. Tristan's a career coach and a resume writer that has helped over 450 people leverage their value to transition their careers. With his work featured in major publications such as Black Enterprise, The Muse, and more, Tristan is on a mission to empower job seekers by building professional brands that effectively communicate their value and attract their ideal jobs and employers. Rooted in personal leadership and self-advocacy, the services he offers takes a holistic approach to completely transform his client's mindset and job search process. Now, Tristan and I are going deep on breaking free from the nine to five in this episode, and we'll get into it after the theme song. So the big question is this, how do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible. That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears, and welcome to Ambition, Honey, and Hustle. Oh my goodness, so here on Ambition, Honey, and Hustle, let me just tell you, I am, I am just jumping out of my seat because my friend Tristan Layfield, who you all may remember from uh, season one when he was on, um, he is back on the show today. First off, just welcome. Welcome to the show, Tristan. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Candace. <laughs> so for those that don't know, 
Now, Tristan is career coach. He like makes people and their careers like amazing. <laughs> and so one of the things that Tristan had revealed on season one was that he was very soon at that time going to be leaping into entrepreneurship full-time and building his business full-time. And so since that time, he has made that leap. And so we thought, oh my gosh, it would be so cool to just come on and just talk about that whole experience and just being a full-time entrepreneur. So the first thing I'm going to say is, Tristan, how does it feel? Uh, it feels amazing. I'm not, and, and you know, the one thing I want to say, it's amazing with the caveat of terrifying, um, <laughs> right? Um, you're in control of everything at this point. So it's sort of nice to have that control and also at points sort of scary. Um, you know, everything relies on you. So, but I will say, I, if you had to measure them against each other, it is much more amazing than it is here. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. I'm right there with you. So tell me a little bit about your actual leap day, like the day you made that jump. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was very interesting. So my last day, I was a remote employee already. So um, it's not like I had a big hoopla inside of the office, um, but I had a lot of... Uh, <laughs> A lot of coworkers coming in and congratulating me, IMing me. Um, some of them, well, that, some of them that was their first time figuring out what I did outside of work, um, and it was also really interesting because uh, it garnered quite a few new clients after they figured that out. Um, so I'm mad at it. Um, right, right. But you know the. I signed off at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let me tell you, that uh, that computer that they gave me was in a box packed up by 4.45 and at the UPS store. It was over. It was done. It was time for that chapter to end. I was so excited. And, you know, I guess it was sort of like doe-eyed, right? I was looking at this like, wow. I really did it. <laughs> it's really mm -hmm. happening. Um, mm -hmm. But it was an amazing day. I, I, I will remember it. I remember being really excited. I remember being uh, fearful as well. Like, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I sort of just quelled those concerns. If it fails, okay. Well, what I do is help, I help people get jobs. I will get another job. Right. That's just simply what it is. So. If, if anything, you're going to use your own superpower to help yourself. <laughs> exactly exactly so i was like uh, you know at the end of the day i'm not necessarily losing anything this is a great opportunity for me to sort of figure out and 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 sort of make mistakes and do have my for, first go at you know real entrepreneurship so mm -hmm. oh my gosh you know what's funny when you said you when you let everybody know and some people who didn't know were like oh and all of a sudden you gained a few clients out of it isn't that interesting yeah. <laughs> like it's I think it's very interesting how when you like make this conscious decision to say this is what I'm gonna do like despite mm -hmm. what either other people may see or think or be afraid to do mm -hmm. like how other people's reality starts to show up and they're like well wait a second I need that I need I need something yep yep exactly <laughs> like, like oh my goodness I i you know, I, I found a, a similar experience um, when I had made my exit and uh, so many people were like, oh my gosh, either I wish I had the courage or can you help me with so-and-so? Like, can we meet with this? Can we meet with that? Like that type of thing. Um, so that's, that's, that's amazing. When you live and stand in your truths, the people who really need you start to show up, like for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
So tell me a little bit, Tristan, about maybe um, something that you've learned since becoming a full-time entrepreneur. I think there's, there's two things. Um, and I think they play off of each other. So the first one is you can't do it all yourself. Um, um, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things I thought I, that was going to happen and I was going to quit this job and I was going to have all this time and it was just going to be amazing. And I was going to be able to take on so many more clients. I was going to be able to do all these things that I wasn't able to do. And you don't realize that that actually is not what happens most not of the time. Uh, there's a lot, more, <laughs> there's a lot more things that come and fill up that time. Right. Um, so for me right now, I've been trying to transition and sort of of move my business into a different space but what that requires is it requires a lot of help um, you know mm -hmm. I'm actually rebranding my business so I have I have a uh, you know, someone who just worked on a new logo for me. I have a web developer. Um, I'm trying to transition into the group coaching space. And I was like, okay, but that doesn't mean I can stop the services that I'm offering. So now I'm training two contractors to come on and help me do those services, right? So um, I really realized that, you know, running a business um, versus running a side hustle is different. It, it takes a lot more energy and effort. And that, that energy and effort also means that you, you have to bring other people on. Um, and then the other thing is, um, the importance of automation. And I think that plays into the, you can't do it yourself, right? Oh, Technology yeah. is a big help. And uh, one thing I saw somebody say on social media recently, and I can't remember who, but they were like, um, you know, fully setting up the automation now is self-care for the future. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Which is it like, is I can't, I, hello, praise him. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you think it's not important. You don't need it now. And so you don't fully set it up, but then what happens when that moment comes when you do, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's really the biggest lesson I've learned is fully letting people in to help me where I need help and stop mm -hmm. trying to bear the load just by myself. Yeah, you know, what's funny is when you talk about that whole concept of, oh, I'll have so much more time, I'll be able to do this. I recall having said that same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. And literally, I think... Um, a couple weeks ago, actually, he'll remind me every once in a while, Derek, he's like, what happened to all the time that you said you were going to have? Like, it's still six, seven o'clock at night, and you're trying to finish this, you're trying to do that. It's like, ah, but there's so much to do. <laughs> yep. But yep. You're, you're spot on, though. Like, having that team, having that automation, that is, like, that is your say. There's no way you're going to grow this thing that you have by just being in, okay, for a couple hours, I'm gonna try to get this done when I can. Mm -hmm. I'll try to get this, I'll try to get that. Oh my gosh, I'm right with you on that one. I can feel that one. Yeah. So now tell me, is, is there anything, Tristan, where it was like, besides the time, um, anything where you were like, this was a big expectation that I had, but then reality slapped me in the face. Mm -hmm. Anything else like that? Um, I think the biggest thing I would say is, um, 
I, I think it still ties into the time. Um, it's more about like, I was like, these are these projects that I'm going to undertake, right? I'm going to have, I'm going to do these projects and it's going to be amazing and this, that, and the other. And, you know, thinking I have all this time and, and, you know, reality has slapped me in the face that they're not able to be done, at least not now in the moment of, you know, me being here by myself, but that's why I've been enacting a lot of things. I think the other thing was, um, that, <laughs> that uh, it was going to be a lot easier to get my financials in order than what it is. Um, mm -hmm. That has been a reality for me too. Um, I haven't, okay. I guess the mindset of a side hustle in the mindset of entrepreneurship are two different things. And I thought they would <laughs> flow a lot better together um, than they did right so like so like when you're side hustling you know it's like okay you know i don't need quickbooks i'm just gonna you know um, go ahead and do this i don't need that right okay it, it's it's a lot of you know bare bones bare minimum running but when you are in entrepreneurship it, when you're you're an entrepreneur a full-time entrepreneur it's all about setting yourself up for success in the future and i think i didn't realize a enough of that in the in the beginning right i didn't realize mm -hmm. how much i would need automation i didn't realize how much i actually needed to fully get an accountant to help me i didn't realize mm -hmm. how much um you know doing all of your own social media developing all your own graphics all that stuff how Ooh. much that would actually take up um of your time right mm -hmm. um and, and it's weird because I, it, those were things i was doing beforehand but somehow they did change they changed it things changed mm -hmm. immediately um and yeah. i didn't think that would happen the way that it did i guess i thought it would be a lot smoother you know what and i think at least one of the perspectives that i take on on some of that is you know when we're in our side hustle and we've got that you know, mainstream of income coming in and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm doing this and make this happen. It feels good. It's this, it's, you know, it's having some success. Um, it feels different when like you have to be spending your time on the things that make you money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't, I feel it every day and it's like, okay, if it's not this, who do I call? Right. I've got, yep. we've talked before assistance and virtual. Who do I, who do I need to ship this to? Because you don't have that luxury of like, Oh, okay. This stream is coming here. So, you know, I can spend time making this look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize how much you have to set, you have to set a foundation to have security inside of your right. business. Right. I, I think that's sort of the, the thing when you're side hustling, you have that security because, you know, whether your side hustle fails or whether it does well, you still always have that safety net of salary, safety net of, an, you know, an employer. Um, and now it's more about setting up all of those things on in your own business to make sure that you're secure and have that safety net. And that means that you do have to focus on the revenue generating things that you, yeah. you do have to bring other people on that you do have to be mindful of the investments that you're going to make inside of your business to get that return on that impact or, or that impact absolutely. excuse me absolutely do you find that your attitude has changed in any way um 
I would say I am much more hyper-focused on what, um, not just on what I'm currently doing. I think that's what, what my focus was previously when I was side hustling. It was like, what am I currently doing? What clients do I currently have? I'm much more hyper-focused on the future and, and how to continue building this out and how to continue um, building a customer experience and how to continue you know, growing the business from just services to more of a, a full, well-rounded career development agency right um and, and so i i think it's that hyper focus that has sort of shifted um since then um i think the other thing is it's that that ceo mindset i don't like to call myself a ceo because i think that's just way too overused and also i don't have a board of directors so i am not a ceo um but <laughs> but with that i think it's like having that mindset that um if i if if I don't get up and do it, it's not going to get done. Like, right, inside of your bit, inside of a, a corporate structure, if you don't get it done, somebody's probably going to pick up that slack and get it done for you. It's not happening here, right? You have to get up, even on the days you don't feel like it, even in the middle of a global pandemic, even in the middle of all of this, and you have to make it work. It's just simply what has to be done. And I think that that mentality and that mindset of like, okay, look, I'm not feeling it this morning. How can I get myself back into it? I have to get back into it because otherwise, like I said, the work's not going to get done. So um, I think those are the two main things. It's really being hyper-focused on how to continue growing, developing, and then, and then being um, really in the mindset of, you know, pushing yourself to get the things done that you need to, need to get done. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, that makes me think when you talk about pushing yourself into that mindset, I think about, you know, right now in this pandemic, there are people um, who are, are kind of like, not necessarily entrepreneurs, um, mm -hmm. but people who are kind of like, oh, great, you know, I can go, I can get this unemployment, I can do this, I can do this. Mm -hmm. You better be, you know, you better be signed up for this, this covers small business. Like I have like mm -hmm. been in those conversations like, mm -hmm. with people saying this to me and the mind of, at least for me as an entrepreneur, and it sounds like you, you've got the same thing going on is like, no, wait a second. Like I have to make this happen. Like I cannot just sit and wait for something else to ensure my security, my vision, my future. Mm -hmm. I see that's not how this works. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is, you have something, you, you go for it, you make it happen. Doesn't mean you do it individually, but you have mm -hmm. to like make it happen. Do you yeah. ever encounter, especially at this time, mm -hmm. um, folks who are kind of like, Hey, Tristan, do you question your decision to being an entrepreneur or Hey, Tristan, um, you don't have to worry about having money come in because blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, so I haven't necessarily encountered anybody like that, to be honest. Um, you know, me and my best friend, because he runs his own business as well, we have conversations about how we're really grateful that we're able to operate during this time and still be making mm -hmm. money and, you know, all that stuff. But we also have the conversations of um, giving yourself grace and understanding that, you know, we're not just working from home, we're at home working during a pandemic right so there's a lot of emotion there's a lot of uh, anxiety there's a lot of you know just feelings that are going on and sometimes you just got to take a moment to deal with those maybe it's clear your calendar for the day and then no you got to get right back into it the next day whatever it is um that's sort of how I, i've been attacking but i haven't had anybody that's sort of like been touting that 
over me in any fashion, right? I've just more so been using that as a gratefulness point. Um, The one thing that I have seen a lot of people say, um, and it's actually more entrepreneurs that are saying this, um, is like, you know, if you don't come out of this pandemic with a a business, a new skill, a blah, 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 that you were wasting time and like all that. And I'm like, we got to be careful with those narratives, right? Like people, yeah. people deal with and grieve and, and, and figure out situations in different ways. And I, like, honestly, for me, I was struggling the first couple of weeks of this pandemic. I was already working from home. I was already a business, you know, a business owner at that point. I was already all those things, but it was like, whoa, my hypochondriac set in, my anxiety was high and I just couldn't focus and do anything. Right. Um, and so I was beating myself up more like, I, you know, Tristan, you can make money during this time, but like, it's like, well, should you even really try to sell people? Are, you know, we got 26 million people filing for unemployment and you're trying to ask them for this amount of money. And this, that, and it was like me contending with that myself rather than other people putting it on me. That's interesting. I think it's, I think it's interesting how like just people's narratives will play out like in, mm-hmm. in, in different ways, like through this, through this whole crisis. Yeah. Well, one one thing that I think is for sure, you know, yay entrepreneurs, <laughs> because again, um, one thing that I felt, um, and of course I had a lot of people reaching out because, like, well, like we were talking before the show, mm-hmm. um, my first, my last, I'll put it like this, my first Monday as a full time mm-hmm. entrepreneur was the same day that my children were home indefinitely. And uh, I had a lot of people like, oh, you know, is this okay? Is it okay? Um, my husband had recently opened his bookstore, like just a couple of weeks earlier, planning for like the opening party, like a few weeks down the line. So many like, oh, you guys okay? You okay? And I just remember like for me, I've had and still have with me like this feeling of like peace and like yeah. go for it. Like, people need you keep going, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord is blessing in that way, keep going. Um, but I think it's just so interesting how people can paint like these different narratives. But as an entrepreneur, yeah. like we have the ability to do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which I find just amazing. Yeah, it really is. And I actually, um, I so I had hired a business coach at the beginning of the year. Um, and one of the conversations she and I were having was at the beginning of the pandemic, like I said, I was having a lot of issues. Like, should I be selling this? Like, should I be, what should I be doing? Like, I feel really uncomfortable with this. I know I can make money during this time, but should I be asking people for money? Like, it was just a whole ordeal. And so, you know, she and I had a conversation or well, it was sort of a group, a group coaching conversation around being careful about not pushing your ideas onto your buying audience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, um, my concern was all these people are unemployed. Should I be asking them for this amount of money and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, what you do is you help people get jobs. So they need your service. Um, and so I, I was contending with that for a while, but then what happened was I had a couple of clients that came through and that were asking for things and asking for things. And they really ended up challenging my thoughts around it and showing me, okay, look, you need to be here. You provide a service that is essential right now that people are looking for, that people need. Um, and, And so like, once again, when we talked about like you having to get up and get it done, it was like, okay, I was planning this group coaching program out. I'm still planning it out, getting it set up. My thing was, okay, how do we then take this and, and, 
restructured or rebranded because um, you know now we're in a, a space where people can't go outside and can't connect with people on a, a you know on a personal level. Well, I realized the entire program I built can happen virtually. Like actually the majority of it did happen virtually. There weren't any in-person requirements at all. So it was like, okay, well then this is actually very key during this time. Everyone's looking for a job virtually at this point. Um, and you know, okay, you have the tactics to stand out besides applying online. Okay, well the, that's gonna help everybody because it's competitive right now. So it was like, okay, it was me challenging my ideas and thoughts and not forcing them upon my audience or upon my potential consumers to, to really then be like, okay, how can I restructure? How can I pivot um, and really make this an offer that's even more enticing to the people that are in the situation now, right? And so as an entrepreneur, I think that's really what the job is, right? How can we, yeah. how can we pivot to you know, rise to the occasion, whatever that looks like for us, right? So you were just talking about your, your husband opening a bookstore. Well, you know, I, I actually just attended a, a book launch on Zoom that a bookstore was supposed to host in person and now they're hosting it online, right? So they're even shifting and adjusting on how this is happening. So I think that's really the call to action for all of us at this point is how can we pivot to serve our audience during this time? Yeah, absolutely. Like well said, Tristan. I, don't, <laughs> I absolutely well said because, you know, that's what we do. We're called to, to serve. And I just said to somebody, and I've been, you know, I've been using this a lot lately because I think it's important. And it's a very bold statement, but I think it's important not only for other people, but it's important for me to say it. Mm -hmm. And that is that helping people, for me, helping people and making money do go together. Mm -hmm. They absolutely do go together, whether it is I can help you get some transformation and there is a financial exchange to it or because of the financial exchange that has happened, I can help and serve either way they mm -hmm. go together. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, to your point about, you know, not um, what you and your coach were saying about not allowing yourself to impose your ideas on other people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those ideas, I understand because I've been there. And sometimes those ideas are like, they're limiting for us. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're blocking other people's blessings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Who am I to say that any of these 26 million people who are unemployed now, who are laid off or, or whatever the case may be, don't have a nest egg and they want to invest in themselves and actually get where they're trying to go. Or that right. some of them aren't trying to pivot their careers at this point in time and transition into a different field. Right. Um, granted, we know there are the people who cannot. And it's also being aware of that and responsive to that. How can I also provide free value to those people? Right. While also not undercutting myself so it's like really just taking in a lot of this information and figuring out how to shift and adjust that's really all that we can do at this point in time um, to ensure that we stay afloat and to ensure that we're serving the audiences that we were here to serve in the first place yep i love it i love it so tell me tristan um biggest challenge biggest reward and you can say going forward if you want or you can say right now however you want to um, so currently my biggest challenge, um, my, my biggest challenge right now is the pivot that I'm trying to make in my business. So um, right now, many people know me 
um, for individual document services. When I what I what I mean by that is you know resume revamps and LinkedIn optimization and cover letters, right? That's um, what most people know me for. Um, I did do coaching before, so but it was more of an hourly aspect for people. Um, and so now I'm trying to pivot into this group coaching program that um, is more more about teaching a man to fish rather than, you know, providing him with the fish, right? So um, really teaching people how to leverage their value to transition their careers and how to build those results-driven resumes and LinkedIn's. Um, and then also how to build a network of boosters to actually get you where you're trying to go in your career. Um, and so this pivot is really it's, it's one of the things that I've been struggling with because you would think that most people would be like, ooh, but most people don't realize that they need to invest in their careers beyond the document. Um, you know, they think that the, the resume, the first step that people go to when they're job searching usually is uh, to update their resume. And I, I tell people all the time that that's like 50 to 60% down the line, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so most people don't recognize that. And so it's sort of shifting those, that perspective of my audience at this point, and, and not even just their perspective on me, but their perspective on the job search. So then they understand why this group is here, right? Um, I think that's been my, my biggest challenge at this point, because people really don't understand. It's not always the most qualified person that gets the job it's the person that knows the most about the job search process um so mm -hmm. right, so right. um so that's been a big challenge for me right now that's the biggest thing i'm facing at this point and you're um, educating you're educating you are educating people on why this is important to make this investment yeah yeah that's really it educating and sort of sort of shifting the narrative of of career uh, development and sort of job searching because um, everyone's in this mail and wait state, what I call mail and wait, where, um, you know, job searching back in the day was uh, you look in the classifieds, you see a business is hiring, you go to the library, you find the address to send your resume to, you send your resume off and you, you sit and wait. Right. That's what it was. Then we got the Internet and somehow we still magically do that process. Right? We still literally send it off and we wait. Right. And we don't realize that in the United States, you have a less than two percent chance of landing a role from applying online. Only and only 20 percent of jobs are are posted or only 20% of jobs are filled through online postings. So mm -hmm. people don't know those numbers. They don't know those stats. And so they think that their, their job search strategy is literally getting a resume and applying online when 80% of the jobs that you are going to want, you're going to be able to find through networking and referrals, not through that. Right. Um, so really teach, really educating people on that, that aspect is, is imperative for them to then understand why it's, why it's, why it's uh, important for them to invest in themselves and, and get inside of this program to really learn how to build that network. Because we're not just mm -hmm. talking about friends and families. Those are the people that we call the obligates when it comes to your network. Yeah. Right? So you feel <laughs> obligated to help That's you. But, you know, right? <laughs> right? Because those are typically people, the meeting comes up, they're, they're canceling, and then they get a little sketchy and ghost you when it's time to reschedule. <laughs> right? right? We're not talking about those people. We're talking about actually getting to the people who are in the companies, one to two levels above where you want to be, how to contact them appropriately, how to not get them into a transactional mindset and more into an altruistic mindset of wanting to help people, right? Um, so, you know, 
it's, it's really teaching people about that. And that's been really difficult because the narrative is so strong that all you need to do is get a resume and apply online. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not it's messing people effective. up it's messing a ton of people <laughs> up and what, and what i tell me and, and the problem is is that it's a successful method to get a job 100 mm-hmm. i will agree with you because all of us have gotten a job that way so we can't mm-hmm. negate that but have any of us gotten the job we wanted that way is the mm-hmm. question we need to ask mm-hmm. right that's a whole um, different story it's a whole different story <laughs> has anyone actually gotten the career they wanted out of that and so, um, you know, that's what, that's sort of what my biggest challenge is now, really educating the community and shifting the narrative of what job searching should actually look like. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the other side, and, and you said sort of the, what did you say? The biggest my, reward for you. Like as reward. an entrepreneur, your business, biggest reward. My biggest reward, um, at least for me right now, is the, the process of working towards freedom is what mm. I, um right so um i think people think you just get you start a business you have all this freedom and it's just you know you get to do whatever you want to do and, and to a degree that's correct um but as we just discussed most times it's not you know you got to shift you got to pivot you got to do a lot of work you're you're beholden to clients you're beholden to all these people um And so I think it's just working towards what freedom looks like to me, which shifts and changes and evolves. But the thing about being an entrepreneur and not being such um, a big boat, like, you know, the large Fortune 500s, is that I'm able to shift and adjust whenever I need to. When, When things don't work for me, they don't work for me. I can change it. I don't have to talk to anybody. It's mine. <laughs> right. Um, and that, and you know, even in that, Tristan, so like, even in that type of thing, I take that as some freedom. Oh like, yeah, 100%. Because you can say like, all right, me and my talented self, I'm just going to go ahead and do this thing over here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and do this thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can define if you're going to fire a client, yep. <laughs> if you're going to keep them, if you're going to do like, you know, you got yep. that going on. And, and you, exactly, you get to say who you work with. You get to say when you work, right? You get to set all the stipulations around work and what that looks like for you, um, which is great. Um, I think the other biggest reward for me, just personally as a career coach, are the success stories. That's just simply, uh, you can't beat those, right? Like I literally just had um, a client who was so worried about getting a job during this time, and we were able to land her a job at Salesforce with like. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> with like a, a 45% salary increase. Like, what? Like, Where does that happen at? <laughs> hello? Right? Um, and so like, I was like, yes. Or like, I had someone who came to me, we worked on a resume. She was like, you know, I keep getting the interviews. I don't get past it. Um, and so we did some interview prep and I really just found out she was tempering herself. She was too scared to let her personality shine through. She thought she was too much and this, that, and the other. And so we did a lot of coaching around that and a lot of coaching on, on understanding why that is the selling point and not the, the negative. Um, and here we are, literally, she applied to this job. They loved her resume so much. They, they decided to have a phone interview with her. When they had the phone interview with her afterwards, they were like, we were so impressed by everything. We were actually going to provide an offer to someone else, but we want to interview you tomorrow. Um, and so they, they interviewed her and I literally got word yesterday that they made a very generous offer to her, um, and want her to start June 1st. So like, you know, 
just seeing those type of stories and the change and transformation you're able to make as someone who does coaching, um, I think it's it's so amazing. Number one, because it reaffirms that you know what you're doing, right? You're not crazy. Yeah. Um, in that and that you are able to help people get where they're trying to go. And I think that's the most rewarding thing about the type of work that I do. Um, you know, we spend, the, we spend a large majority of our lives at work as adults. Um, we might as well find the thing that we love to do and find the thing that's going to bring us joy um, in doing it. And if I can help people get there, that just makes me feel amazing. Yeah, amen to that. Oh my gosh. I'm excited about her story. <laughs> <laughs> I know my friend messaged me. She's like, I've been following this. It's like a career soap opera. Uh -huh. <laughs> Tell her I said kudos to her. Kudos to you, because that does that does speak to your ability to help others transform. And that is that is awesome. That is amazing. I am so happy that you are doing what you love to do and like helping people do this full time. That is a blessing. It has been an absolute blessing. Thank you. So now, Tristan, if people are listening and they're like, oh, I want to hear a little bit more from this Tristan guy. Yes. What should they do? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Layfield Resume. So that's L-A-Y-F as in Frank, I-E-L-D-R-E-S-U-M-E. -E. Um, or you can connect with me, Tristan Layfield, on LinkedIn. So you spell my first name, T-R-I-S-T-A-N. Um, so yeah, you can connect with me there. I share out anything that I'm doing on any of those platforms. So you'll, you'll be well aware of it. Um, as I, I'm gonna do a little bit of a shameless plug here. I hope I hope you don't mind. Please, um, but <laughs> if anybody is looking to really get a concrete and visible job search strategy together that helps you leverage your value to actually transition your career, um, I really suggest that you go follow me or sign up for my mailing list. Um, I will be rolling out a group coaching program that will really help you build that network. I have a proven process that will help you build the network, give you the templates you need to reach out to people and guide you through those conversations and really teach you how to optimize your resume and LinkedIn to land that role. Um, so if you're very interested in that, I suggest you go follow me on those platforms because I'll be rolling it out fairly soon. Awesome. So I'm going to say this to everybody that is listening. Now, you know everything that you have heard from Tristan. And those of you that are like, hey, I'm on the entrepreneurship track. Okay, mm -hmm. you go in. But everybody knows someone who is in need of taking their career, right? And mm -hmm. if nine to five life is for them, because for some people it is, right? Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Need it. <laughs> Hello? But they need help, right? So you've heard from Tristan. Like, I vouch for Tristan. This is my friend. I, Tristan and I met on Instagram, right? Weeks and weeks of trying to put together offers and all this great stuff that we did. And truly, Tristan, I am so proud of what you are doing and what you are getting for people. And it's just, it is amazing. So I do want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And I know my stuff was very career driven, but if entrepreneurs have any questions about this process or, or what's been going on, don't hesitate to reach out to me too. We can set up a call and chat for, you know, 15, 30 minutes about what's going on. Sounds good. So all please take this and take action. I will make sure that Tristan's information is in the show notes at CandaceFears.com. So I hope you all have a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, whenever you are listening or watching. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Are you a working mom or do you know a working mom? 
who is ready to take full control of her time, her talent, and her identity and build a business that harnesses her current brilliance, her current situation, and brings that business to life to impact the world in amazing ways. Are you that person? Do you know someone like that? Because if you do, then the owner's club is something you should consider being a part of. The owner's club is something I started because I looked around and myself as a working mom, having traveled that journey of saying, oh, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I have things to offer the world. I went that journey in the midst of still growing businesses that are beginning to impact the world, I want to give back and see other working moms in the same position of being able to take full control and bask in the freedom that they're after. So if that's you, or you know somebody like that, you can join into the Owners Club for just $1 for a seven-day trial. I say, give it a try, see if you like it. And if you do, and if it's for you, because on the inside, you'll hear my voice where we do live sessions, whether it's coaching, it's goal planning, it's expert workshops, but it's not just me because I don't know everything. You'll hear from my expert guests too, some of which appear on this very podcast, and you'll have the chance to ask them questions in more depth. So If that sounds like something that you want to get into, a ride that you want to roll on, and you're ready to build that business, go to ownersnow.com. Again, that's ownersnow.com and get signed up. It's only $1 for a seven-day trial. I will see you on the inside.